Hi, this is Katherine Gordon for Mainly Matters, and this is the Outdoor Life Channel. Here, we will be interviewing people from around the state about what makes our outdoor resources so incredibly special. My guest today is Aislinn Sarnacki. She is a columnist and editor for the Bangor Daily News, where she writes stories and produces videos about outdoor activities, conservation, and wildlife for the Act Out section. She is also the author of three hiking guidebooks called Family Friendly Hikes in Maine, Maine Hikes Off the Beaten Path, and Dog Friendly Hikes in Maine. Welcome, Aislinn. Thank you for being here. Hey, I'm excited. I'm I'm so happy to talk with you. As you know, I have your hiking guides and I follow you on on Instagram and I love all the things that you're doing. Uh, But what what I'd first like to start with is that last book that I mentioned, The Dog-Friendly Hikes. Could you tell us a little bit about your new hiking partner and what are the challenges and joys of of hiking with a dog? Sure. Well, it's funny, when I started my column back uh, almost 10 years ago, I didn't have a dog, so I didn't think of these things. Um, but now I've been hiking with a dog for a while and we just got a new puppy, Juno and, um, and she's a Husky boxer mix and she's super excited to go hiking with us. And she's um, so we've cute because I've, I've seen her yeah. pictures. Just, oh, so cute. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. She's got these beautiful blue eyes. And, and so we brought her on a hike in Acadia, a really easy hike, the ocean path recently, and she just loved it. But, um, yeah, it's a lot to learn when it comes to hiking with dogs. And in the beginning of my most recent book, I have a, quite a few essays about just some of the gear that you might want, some of the things to consider, like porcupines um, oh, yeah. in Maine can be a problem. Um, and just like even just how to change your first aid kit so that you have some things for your dog, like that are things that um, dogs typically seem to hurt are like their foot pads. Um, so you'd want to have some stuff to treat the foot pads, um, and ju- just things like that. Like you have, you have to kind of get, making sure your dog has its own water bottle. Oh, right. <laughs> Cause like that would be extra gear. I didn't really think of that. Right. It, it's funny because I mean, you think you can just pour the water from your water bottle into the dog bowl, which is another thing you need to bring. And they have collapsible dog bowls. Um, but if your dog doesn't drink all the water, then you want to pour, you know, you want to save that water and pour it back in the water bottle bottle. And if you don't have a separate one for your dog, you're not going to want to be drinking out of that. So <laughs> exactly <laughs> all these little, all these little tips, you know, um, that you don't realize until you're out on the trail with the dog and you need it. So a lot of things I learned the hard way. <laughs> oh, but that, I think that we must be so much fun to hike with a dog. And I did see the hike that you posted about the ocean was an ocean path in Acadia. Is that what you did? Yeah, it's a really, really popular trail in Acadia during the summer because it goes by Thunder Hole, which is like this really cool rock formation on the coast. And it goes um, just along this beautiful shoreline. And it, it one end is at Sand Beach, another super famous spot in Acadia. And it, so it's cool because in the winter, there was like just a couple people on it. Whereas in the summer, there's, gosh, Hundreds, hundreds, I would say. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. It's it's amazing, and and we had Sand Beach almost all to ourselves. Isn't and in the winter, dogs can go on Sand Beach. Um, in the summer, they cannot. So, you know, and in Acadia, you actually have to have a six foot long leash at all times on your dog. So there are all these little rules that you have to think about ahead of time when you go to a hiking trail with a dog. Um, so that's another thing to 
to consider. You have to do a little bit more research. Right. And that is a good thing you mentioned about the leash. I know that in parts of the Bangor City Forest, they have to be on a leash. And when I've gone into the left, there is like a part where you can take them off the leash. So you really should be aware of all of the rules and regulations on the places where you are hiking. So... Oh yeah, it's super intricate. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is, and and where there are um, lots of new hikers, kind of due to the pandemic, people are finding it a good way to to get out and kind of de stress and get exercise, and it's good social distancing activity. But where there are so many new hikers, or even um, hikers that haven't hiked in a really long time but are kind of getting back into it, um, are there any sort of trail etiquette um, tips you can give them? Uh, that's a great great question. Um, and yeah, it's funny because some things are not common sense or maybe you mean well and you kind of mess up because you just don't know any better. Right. Um, you know, I took a leave no trace course. So like, so if you've never heard of leave no trace, that's a really cool thing to, to or a good thing to look up online. Um, and it's basically just a bunch of outdoor etiquette principles to live by when you're out there. And I took a leave no trace course and I didn't really get it until I took the course and stayed out there for two days with a teacher. Um, just talking about kind of like the ethics behind it, why you would want to always pick up your trash and why you wouldn't want to carve your initials into that tree, you know, um, right. that sort of thing. It can really ruin the experience for other people. And one of the things I see a lot of now is people always want to capture everything on their cell phone. And I, I get it because I love taking photos. I have to take a camera with me when I hike. Um, but just being like really considerate with technology. If, if your technology is loud, if you're on the phone talking at the sum, on the summit of a mountain and someone's trying to enjoy themselves in the moment, Absolutely. Um, you know, that, that can be, you just, it just makes you look bad and people can get really frustrated with you. So like just being really aware of, you're sharing the trail with other people. You're sharing the trail with other animals, um, you know, being aware of fragile plant life. So like, don't step off the trail if you don't have to, um, which is another thing um, that's kind of tricky with the pandemic because when you're passing someone on the trail, you do want to step off the trail and give that person distance. Um, so I talked to a couple of trail um, people about that, the trail stewards um, about that problem of, you know, trampling on plants and stuff. And right. that is for the most part, it's okay um, to step off with the trail if you're passing someone to get them space. Um, where it becomes a problem is if people are stepping off the trail in the same exact spot over and over and over again. Oh, right. That's where <laughs> that's right. where the, the erosion gets um, becomes a problem. So it's usually, I, I was a little worried about that when the pandemic hit. Just, I hate stepping off trail, but it is okay, usually. Oh, that's good to know, because I, I have that same worry, because I'm always like, I, you know, I'm a follow the rules kind of girl. So I'm like, oh, no, what, you know, what's the right thing to do? So it's good to know. Um, and we are lucky yeah. in Maine that we have such a huge amount of hiking trails available to us. Like, how do you go out about picking up a trail? <laughs> that's a... Uh... It's a fun question for me because it reminds me. So when I started my column back, I don't know, almost 10 years ago, um, it was the fall. It was in the fall. And I actually, I'd never hiked in the winter before. So I didn't really think that through because uh, I started a hiking column for the newspaper in the, you know, in the fall, we were headed right into winter. So I had to get into that really quick. But also when I started my column, I had no idea how many trails there were out there in Maine. Um, I knew of like the popular ones, but I didn't know that we had just so many and I didn't know what I was getting myself into. So now 
like, you know, eight or nine years later, I have gone to a new trail pretty much every, or a new trail to me. So a different trail every week, um, for that whole time, pretty That's much. Awesome. And I, I still haven't even, I mean, I've scratched the surface Sure, I made a, I made a big dent, <laughs> but, um, I still have so many trails to go that I haven't explored in Maine. And it's just like, it's endless really. Um, it's just amazing. And so I have all sorts of trail guides that I refer to, and I have all these resources online that I look to. Um, and when I choose a new trail, oftentimes I think about, um, you know, for my column, I think about where haven't I been recently? I try to visit all different areas of the state. So I, I mix it up. So I've been to Acadia one week. I might try to go to kind of the mill market region the next week, or, you know, I try to mix it up that way, but I also look at the weather. Um, yeah. <laughs> cause you know, Maine is such a big state that it could be sunny in, on the coast, but it could be stormy up in, in the North. Um, so like looking at the weather map and where's the weather going to be the nicest. Um, and you know, if it's mud season, I often like to go to the coast where there's not as much mud or if it's in uh, bug season. So like springtime, I'm often on the coast. Yes. Because there's breeze. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's just like all these different factors come into play or do I feel like hiking a mountain or do I feel like just hiking like a very, uh, you know, gradual trail, um, or do I feel like looking at the ocean? One of the great things about Maine is that we have such a diversity of habitats to look at. So, you know, if I wanted to go check out a cobblestone beach or if I wanted to go to a, a mountain that has sparkly rocks in western Maine, right, <laughs> there's, right. there's so many options. Um, and there's so many so, different yeah. skill levels, too. You know, there's... There's the little, oh, yeah. what I call max min heights, you know, the maximum view for like minimal effort kind of hikes, or there's some really intense like Katahdin hikes. So we have a good, a lot of diversity with our trails here in Maine. What What's your next hike going to be? Do you have it planned yet? You know, yeah, it's a... Uh... It's funny because a lot of times I just kind of go on a whim, but I <laughs> see that's I like me too. Put, I know it's 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 crazy. I don't plan too far ahead of time, but I do have some places in the winter that I really want to go. I really want to go to um, Baxter State Park before the winter's through. Um, even if I don't, you know, hike to the top of Katahdin, which you see pictures of people doing, and it's a very challenging hike that requires a lot of skill. Um, it's it, still it cool to go to is. Baxter. Yeah, yeah. I would need help, I think, to hike all the way to Katahdin up to the top. In the um, winter, in the winter, it's incredibly challenging. Absolutely. And I saw the picture you posted of the guys with the suits. Now, that was pretty cool. So there are people that do it and do it with style. <laughs> they do, yeah. I write about people who do it all the time. And, you know, I've hiked Katahdin in the summer. Uh, I don't know how many times now. We we, we go every summer and um, my family and we hike Katahdin and, or other mountains because there's like tons of other mountains in Baxter State Park that are just beautiful. Absolutely. Um, but in the winter, it's a different beast. So in the winter, I definitely take into account that things are more challenging. They take more time and the days are shorter. Absolutely. <laughs> I'd like to go to Baxter. Oh, it's beautiful there. And, and now they're kind of on this vein, like what safety tips do you have for people? Like what gear should they always carry with them? What's important for them to have with them? Well, you know, there's gear lists there's a lot of gear lists out there and I would, I advise looking at that and then just like really personalizing your gear. Like if you buy a, a first aid kit, look through your first aid kit, see what's there and that you know how to use it and, and maybe add a few things to it. Um, and, and, and knowing then, how to use it is key. Cause there's things in my, my kit that I just opened up like a tourniquet and all these things. I'm like, Oh man, I, 
I don't know how to use this. So that's, that is key. Carry it, but you have to know how to use it. Right. Right. The same thing goes with a trail map. You know, I have, I always say have an, like a really great trail map with you if you can, especially, I mean, in a place like Acadia, people think, oh, there's people everywhere, but you know how frustrating it can get if you're on a trail in Acadia and you don't have a trail map and you get to an intersection and you don't know where to go. Um, So just always having a trail map and learning how to read it, which is really fun and easy once you figure it out and it gives you a lot of power. Um, And then my biggest bit of advice for hikers is tell someone where you're going and have them like wait for you to return and and check in with them when you're back and tell them exactly your plans. Because I I think they, what do they call it? This like, tell your mom, I can't remember. It's like leave a note with your mom or something, you know, but Um, that is, that's the number one thing is tell someone and and especially tell them when you're coming back and check in when you get back. That's hugely important, especially for those of us who hike alone. That's critical really. Um, yeah, now, I do a lot of solo hiking. <laughs> yeah, and it's great. It's like, for me, I, I hike to de-stress and especially during the pandemic, it's kind of like grounded me. And um, like, if you can see nature, you just feel like everything is okay. So what, like, what's your favorite part about hiking and being outdoors? That definitely. Um, and yeah, I'm just a nature nut. So I love, um, and I always have to have a camera with me, even, you know, when I'm not working, when I'm on vacation, I love taking photos of pretty much everything and, and doing research on it afterwards. So I love taking photos of like mushrooms and lichens and I really like like bugs, like macro photography yeah. type stuff, um, birds. So I've really gotten, it's funny because when I started hiking, I wasn't as into nature, but the more I've been out there, the more I've noticed things. And then you start to really, you just notice more and more um, as as you spend time outdoors. And that's, honestly my favorite part. I, I just love seeing the, the variety out there and capturing it in photos. Do you ever worry about wildlife while you're out? Like some people have fear of like a bear or whatever. Do you have any fears about the wildlife while you're hiking at all? Uh, ticks only. Yes. Ticks. That's, I hate ticks. <laughs> oh and, my God. You know, I hate them so I've bad. never seen a black bear. Um, well, I've been hiking. I've never seen a black bear. I've, I've heard what I thought was one running away. <laughs> um, it, it, they can, I'm sure they can be dangerous at some times, especially around food. But um, Maine is a really safe place, I think, to be outdoors. It's the one thing that I always look out for is ticks. And I just do frequent tick checks and do all that tick protection. Um, and uh, I've, I've written a lot of stories for the Bangor Daily News about ticks. So I think it makes my fear even like heightened because I know what can happen. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and they are. Yeah. And it's, it's one that is my worst fear. Like people do, people ask me that question a lot. I'm like, I'm the same as you. Well, I've never seen a bear and I've never seen, you know, <laughs> it, it really, but it is the ticks are just terrifying to me. <laughs> I, I struggle <laughs> with that myself. Um, but I also, another thing um, for me, um, this is like my own little thing. I struggle a little bit like with my water intake when I hike. I, I remember it better in the summer when it's hot, but like in the winter when I do winter hikes, which I, I love winter hiking, I'm cold and I don't really get, I don't feel as dehydrated, I guess. So I kind of struggle with remembering to drink enough water. Um, are there any other mm-hmm. things like that that you kind of like struggle with or like are real conscious of out on the trail? Yeah, water is a big I, I, you know, and I was just doing, we did Mount Kineo the other day in, um, in the Moosehead region and that's that's a pretty challenging hike. And we, I, we didn't drink as much water as we should have. And it made us really tired at the end. And I, it's just, it's, 
I've read that you need water almost more in the winter to keep you warm and keep your circulation going. Um, but yeah, you don't feel like you need it. Um, so that is a, a big challenge. And, you know, another thing for me is just, I've never been lost on a hike, but I do have a problem with left and right, which is really funny because oh. I write directions oh, often. I do so too. I have to triple, That's why I have I'm to triple check it. Yeah, it's, it's horrible. So I have a really bad sense of, I don't know, left and right and directions and stuff. So I have to be really cautious that I'm following the, the trail map very carefully and that I double check and, and everything because, and I never really leave the trail. I always try to stay right with the trail because I don't, I know that I could get lost and I don't want to, I don't it want is. to be that. And that, it is a scary <laughs> feeling. Like I, I have a hard time with right and left because I was a teacher and I used to talk to the kids. So when I, and I was a math teacher, so I would be saying on the left side of this equation, but it would be my right side. So it was always reversed. So <laughs> for me, right and left, I always have to really I do the same thing. I have to really think about it. And and thank God I'm good with my compass because I um I have gotten lost before and it's it's um that instant terror. <laughs> and then once you kind of settle down and you're like, "Okay, let's look for the, you know, the sun. Where's this? Where's that? Let's look at the compass and you find your way where you're supposed to be." But it it can be um it can be a very frightening thing. So for beginning hikers, definitely stay on the trail, learn how to read a map. Um, more advanced hikers, if you are doing anything, you know, take a take an orienteering class. You know, those are great. And you can learn all kinds of fabulous things. Um, oh, yeah. So um, the next it's thing fun, I... fun, you know. It is fun. It is fun. Um, and you have um, articles that... Can you give us any little hints about like any articles that are coming up, what, what we can look for and actually where can we find them and um, your social media, like how we can find you and follow you on social media? Because your Instagram page is sure. great, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Um, so, yeah, I, I, you know, my articles are some upcoming articles. Let's see. Um, I am working right now on a, a story about um, birds that are stark white for genetic reasons. So like a chickadee that's just white <laughs> um, and why that happens. And it happens to all sorts of different birds. And it's just this really stunning thing to see and it's rare. Um, so I'm, I'm looking into that. So I, I write about wildlife sometimes and that's one of my favorite things to write about. Um, and I get some ideas from social media. Honestly, I try to keep up to date with some of the groups on Facebook and um, see what people are talking about. And then I'll do some digging and, and do some research and talk to biologists. And it's a lot of fun. Um, but you can find my stuff at the Bangor Daily News Act Out section. Um, I, I write articles every week and, and I write columns as well and, and videos. Um, my hiking column um, comes out with photos and I do a, I produce a YouTube video to show what the trail looks like. And it's a lot of fun. It's kind of goofy fun video. That's um, awesome. And what is, what is act out for? I know it stands. Is it act, action outside? Is that what it is? Yeah. It's a, it's a kind of like a play on words for being active outdoors and, um, and just kind of like having fun with it, like acting out. Um, so yeah, you can get to it with, by going to bangordailynews.com slash act dash out. And, or you can just go to the Bangor Daily News website and they have a pop down menu. Um, and then my Instagram is Act Outdoors. Uh, that's my handle. And uh, Facebook is Act Out with Ace One. And so I have a, a separate little Facebook group where we can just chat. And I even um, kind of 
put out there some questions for people. Sometimes they ask for help with stories and um, just share our adventures and a lot of fun. Oh, this is this has been such an incredible interview, and I'm so happy that you joined us. Um, is there is there anything else you'd like to add before we sign off? Oh gosh, we covered uh, we covered so many great topics. I was so happy that you agreed to to talk with all of us. It was super nice. Thank yeah. you. Yay! Yeah, I just encourage you guys all to get outside and enjoy the trails in, in year round. Uh, you know, honestly. I used to not like winter at all until I started hiking. And now it's one of my favorite times to hike. Wonderful. Seriously. Thank you so much, very much for being here. And listeners, if you would like to learn more about um, upcoming guests and events, you can follow my guiding page called My Main Guide Life, which is on both Instagram and Facebook, which this season has been sponsored by a great Maine outdoor company, Rogue Life Maine. Check out all their wonderful clothing and gear at shop.roguewear.com. If you order, you can use the code OUTDOORS10 for 10% off your total. Also check out the other channels available here at mainlymatters.com. Thank you for listening, Maine. Keep the faith and we'll keep celebrating the wonderful people found here.